Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Welcome back into the lightninginsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from lightninginsider.com following game five of a six-game homestand for Tampa Bay. They defeat the Seattle Kraken by a score of six to two. They improve to four and one to this point on the six-game homestand. They close it out on Thursday with a matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets who got shut out by the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. So they come here uh, looking to try and right their ship. Been a rough stretch for Columbus, but we'll get into that here a little bit uh, at the end of this episode. Sort of a w- wacky sort of game, a little bit. Uh, first of all, Steven Stamkos scores the sixth goal of the night, just as he did on Saturday against the Panthers. Gets a late goal to extend his scoring streak. It is now up to 14 consecutive games with the point for Stamkos. It's the second longest scoring streak in franchise history. He had been tied with Marty St. Louis and Vinny Prospel for the uh, second longest uh, at 13. He now owns uh, by himself the second longest in franchise history now at 14 games. The only uh, only longer scoring streak in franchise history is owned by Steven Stamkos, who had 18 consecutive games with a point during the 2009-2010 campaign, just his third uh, season, actually his second season in the NHL at that time. So again, Steven Stamkos extends his scoring streak to 14 games. Nikita Kucherov does what Nikita Kucherov does, finishes the game with three points, three assists uh, to reach the 400 mark for his career. Uh, came in with 398, gets three, finishes the night with 401 career assists. He picked it up uh, in fewer than uh, 600 games, which you compare uh, Marty St. Louis, who did it the fastest uh, in franchise history at uh, 708 games is what it took Marty St. Louis to reach 400 career assists. And uh, Nikita Kucherov does it in just under 600. So 100, just over 100 fewer games for Kucherov to reach that mark compared to Marty St. Louis. And it just kind of gives you an idea of uh, where Nikita Kucherov may end up as we get deeper into his career uh, with the team um, and, and the way he's able to uh, create points. So, uh, again, 400 career assists for Nikita Kucherov. And Mikhail Sergachev picks up a pair of assists as well. He's now reached 200 career points 
uh, in his career for uh, Mikhail Sergachev, and I'll have a little bit more on him here uh, in a little bit as well. But back to the part about it kind of being a, a, a weird, sort of odd style of game in the sense that, you know, the lighting came out, dictated play. Once again, they score a goal in the opening two minutes. It's the fifth time this season they have scored a goal in the opening two minutes of a game. Uh, only Nashville and I believe Edmonton is the other team uh, to have done it as many times. I think Edmonton's done it six, and Nashville has also done it five times. Uh, ended up being a goal from Ian Cole, a goal that looked like it was Braden points and then was awarded to Nikita Kucherov. Uh, but then upon replay, you see that clearly uh, the puck from Cole at the left point uh, bounced in off of the shin pad or the knee of a Seattle defenseman. So it was Ian Cole's goal, uh, minute 31 into the game, and then it's uh, it's 2 nothing. a few minutes later, about six minutes later, actually, on Eric Chernak's first goal of the game. And this is what was kind of one aspect of uh, the, the strangeness of how things were playing. Maybe it was the sort of set the tone for the game because, you know, originally that first goal was awarded to Nikita Kucherov. And then Nikita Kucherov picks up an assist on the Chernak goal. Well, if Nikita Kucherov didn't get the goal that was uh, originally awarded to him, but he picked up an assist, well, that means he would have scored assist number 400 on the Chernak goal. So we go back and look at it and see it. And, uh, you know, we had kind of talked about it myself and Jay Retcher, who was sitting next to me uh, looking at the replay, uh, knew right away that it was going to be Ian Cole's goal and that Nikita Kucherov was going to pick up the secondary assists on that play, which means he was going to have two assists seven minutes into the game, which means he hit the 400 assist mark. So it, it wasn't even, uh, couldn't even be celebrated at the time. Right, it couldn't even be acknowledged at the time. It wasn't until late in the first period that it was acknowledged on the board that he reached 400 assists. I mean, that happens in hockey from time to time. Uh, you get situations like that. I mean, think about Cole Kepke's first career goal. Right, uh, wasn't awarded at first, and then Brandon Hagel scores, and they go back and review it and go, "Oh no, no, wait, 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 Cole Kepke, that was your goal. Actually, it did go in the net." Uh, so you know, you get you get those plays in hockey from time to time. Uh, so I'm not even sure, as Jason uh, pointed out to me on Twitter, whether or not they got the puck for Kucherov. Because, you know, at the time, that goal was still Kucherov's goal. It hadn't been changed. And Kucherov led the, uh, the the line down the bench after the goal was scored. Usually the guy who scores the goal is the one down the bench, you know, skating alongside the bench and leading that line uh, down the way. So... All indications were that he had scored the goal, but it was correctly awarded. So maybe that just kind of set the tone for the way things were going to go in this game because, as I said, they, they the lighting dictated play for the good 10 to 12 minutes of the first period. You could see the Kraken, who are not the expansion team they were last year. Like the Kraken, when they made their uh, picks from the, the expansion draft... You know, we, we looked at it. A lot of us looked at it and said, who's scoring goals for this team? They didn't 
They didn't draft anybody that were, you know, top-line players. And some were available, but they didn't pick any guys. You know, there were no Jonathan Marchessos on that list coming off a 30-goal season like Vegas picked uh, when they when they chose Marchessos off the Florida roster, right? There was there were some of those players were available, but the Kraken passed on them. They went a different route, and perhaps the only guy that you could look at that they, you know, Selected would have been Jordan Eberle as a goal scorer. And so last year, the Kraken had some problems scoring goals on a consistent basis. You know, in two games against Tampa Bay, they scored one goal. But they came into this game, they were fifth in the league in scoring, averaging 3.5 goals per game. And they got a deep lineup, right? They add Andre Burakovsky uh, via free agency. They traded for Oliver Bjorkstrand. They brought in Matty Beneers, their number two overall pick, uh, their first ever draft pick uh, in the 2021 draft. He's come in, and he's he's probably the front runner for the Calder Trophy this year as Rookie of the Year. You know, so they've added some players who can score. Burakovsky uh, leads them in scoring. Beneers is second in scoring. Bjorkstrand is is right up there with them. Um, you know, so they have some some depth, some scoring depth up and down the lineup. Uh, so this is not the expansion Seattle Kraken. Fourth in the conference, second in the division, uh, out west in the Pacific. Uh, so you knew that a two-goal lead wasn't going to be safe, right? And you were going to get a push from the Kraken, and they pushed. You know, they started to, to gain some puck possession, get some zone time. They make it 2-1 late in the first period when... Uh, Ian Cole has his shot blocked at the left point. Uh, actually blocked by um, Jordan Eberle. And they go up, uh, turns into a two-on-one. And um, Eberle feeds um, Jared McCann uh, to make it 2-1. And then in the second period, you know, we, we've seen some of the Lightning's second periods not go their way. And it, it felt like for a good portion of the first six or seven minutes of the second period, the Lightning were, were kind of back to some of their bad habits in terms of forcing pucks, forcing plays, even trying to force plays to, to get out of the defensive end. And it was turning into turnovers, and the Kraken were creating opportunities off of it. And you just you kind of felt that if the lighting didn't turn things around and correct some of the mistakes that they were making, that this game was going to end up tied. And then you have an opportunity with a power play to to try and stem that momentum, uh, maybe get that third goal and give yourself uh, you know a little bit of a cushion. And the lighting headed <laughs> headed into this power play. And they were awful. I mean, they were awful on this power play chance. They were getting outworked. They were losing puck battles along the wall. They were getting stopped in their own zone. Seattle would uh, grab the puck and then send it back and kill some time. They'd send it back deep and they'd win the puck. Uh, It was that kind of a power play for the Lightning. And they had absolutely no right whatsoever 
to score a power play goal in this situation. But hockey is stupid sometimes. It is a stupid sport sometimes. Because in the final 15 seconds of that power play, Corey Perry gets lost at the far uh, far boards, right at the blue line, and Ross Colton's able to find him, and Perry collects the puck, takes a couple of strides in, and sends a shot on net that beats Philip Grubauer. Probably shouldn't have went in. Had no right to go in. The Lightning did not earn this power play goal. But it counts. They scored it, and it took the air out of the Kraken. And you can see why. You know, the Kraken can score goals. They are a goal-scoring team, but they give up a lot of goals. Their goaltending this year, the numbers are not good outside of the wins. You know, Martin Jones, who did not start this game, but Martin Jones came in to tonight with 12 wins on the year, but a save percentage of 890. And Philip Grubauer, was uh, his save percentage was under under 890. So they're winning games despite their goaltenders with a save percentage not just below 900, 890 or lower. And tonight's game is not going to help either of their cause because Martin Jones did eventually come into this game. But that's a goal that, that if you're Seattle, cannot go in. That, that puck cannot go in the back of the net. But it just changed the entire complexion of how that period was going because the Lightning would score two more times. Braden Point with a absolute highlight reel goal, which I, I wrote about uh, specifically uh, on my website, so lightninginsider.com. Some great insight from Victor Hedman on how you try and defend that. Uh, and, a, and a great uh, comment from Braden Point on his celebration uh, for this goal because it's a highlight real goal. It's it's a Connor McDavid-like goal. And there's no doubt that if uh, Connor McDavid had scored this goal, it would have made a ton of noise. And, and this one deserves uh, to make a lot of the same type of noise because it's a special, special type of goal. Uh, so I wrote about that specifically. Uh, but the Lightning ended up scoring three goals uh, in less than four minutes uh, to, to take a 2-1 game and uh, make it a 5-1 game, and, and essentially, at that point, the game is pretty much over. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. Uh, and, and again, the Lightning in the first period, again, had the better run of play. They had uh, almost a 2-1 to one margin in scoring chances. I think the high danger chances were eight to one, and the score was two to one. It was almost reverse in the second period because the Kraken had more scoring chances. I think the Lightning actually had one or two more high danger chances, but you know the Kraken had um, you know a, a majority 
of the scoring chances, and yet the Lightning outscored them 3 nothing uh, in the period. Ross Colton had the third goal uh, in the period, uh, tipping a Mikhail Sergachev uh, point shot. Uh, so again, three goals, I believe, in three minutes and 23 seconds um, to kind of break the game open. And then the third, uh, you know, they were... They were, they were fine in the third. Uh, a lot of penalties kind of erupted. We saw Yanni Gord take a swing at Pat Maroon. I love Yanni Gord. I love the way Yanni Gord plays. I don't think Pat Maroon is the guy uh, you want to be taking swings at, but that's the reason we all loved Yanni Gord here in Tampa Bay, right, because he just didn't care uh, who he went up against. He's got, he's got so much heart and so much um, fight in him that, uh, you know, he doesn't care who – who he's, who he's up against. He's not going to back down from anybody. Uh, but it was that kind of a third period, a couple of hits. You know, Cal Foote um, got some uh, some payback on, uh, uh, was it Brandon Tanev? I don't think it was Tanev. I forget who it was. But, um, you know, he got body slammed uh, in the second period, went back, uh, got his payback of the third period. We saw a couple other of those type of plays. Ross Colton had a hit that led to... Um, a little dust up in front of the Tampa Bay bench. That's when Yanni Gord uh, got involved with Pat Maroon. Yanni actually ended up getting a 10-minute misconduct uh, on that play. Uh, towards the end, you saw Eric Chernak and Brandon Tanev come together. Uh, they both dropped the gloves. They were both sent off the ice uh, late in the game. They both got uh, unsportsmanlike and delayed game calls. You know, there was less than four minutes remaining, so they both had to leave the ice and you know, you kind of settle things down from there. And then Seattle scores a garbage goal with four seconds left that makes it 6-2. Um, so a game that the Lightning controlled uh, for the most part. Uh, little hiccups in the second period did not come back to hurt them. And, um, you know, I, I thought the best uh, the best thing of the night outside of the point goal was, was Steven Stamkos getting that late goal there in a four-on-four situation to uh, make it 6-1 at the time and extend his scoring streak to 14 games. Again, the second longest in franchise history. And, and, and again, great insight from Victor Hedman, uh, some great insight from Braden Point on how that goal came together. So I, I wrote about that ex, uh, pretty much exclusively uh, on the website. Uh, so I hope you get a chance to check that out. Uh, something to keep an eye on here. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev late in the game might be in some danger. Uh, he was spotted uh, heading down the tunnel after blocking a shot off his hand. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see what practice brings, but um, keep an eye on that because if it is any sort of a situation where he broke his hand, you're, you're talking four to six weeks on a fracture if that's the case. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that's what happened. He took a one-timer off the back of his hand and, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that if he's going to miss any time. He's he's had his moments this year. He's had his moments where you scratch your head. But he's been he's been pretty good for the most part this year. Uh, I believe he reached the 20 assist mark uh, tonight. He's in the top four of defensemen in scoring. And if you look at his minutes, you look at Mikhail Sergachev's minutes, and he's playing more than Victor Hedman on most nights. That's that's where his game has been at. Yes, he's going to make a mistake every now and then. Victor Hedman makes a mistake every now and then. 
you know, but great players are going to make mistakes from time to time. You just want to see them cut down on it and, and make their game more consistent. And I think Mikhail Sergachev is trending in that direction. But, you, you know, the, what's, what's the saying? You don't know what you got till it's gone. Or you learn to appreciate something uh, more when it's not available. And if that's the case here with Sergachev, again, we'll have to see if he's on the ice for practice or if we get any sort of an update uh, involving him you know, after taking that shot off his hand, but we'll we'll have to see. Hayden Fleury got into the lineup tonight. Hadn't played in a few games. Uh, he is a left-hand shot, um, so it'll be interesting to see if Sergeyev is going to miss any time. How they handle um, the ice time and the pairings uh, beyond this, because um, you know Sergeyev had been paired with Cal Foot the last few games as Nick Perbix has been playing with Victor Hedman and Ian Cole and Eric Chernak have been together but by the end of the night it's usually Mikhail Sergachev who's been leading this team in ice time uh, so if that's the case if he's going to miss any significant time that's going to be a blow to a defensive core that we've talked about a lot as trying to find their rhythm trying to find uh, the right pairings the right chemistry it was always going to be a work in progress. It's still a work in progress. Things were trending in the right direction here. But if Sergachev is going to miss some time, that's going to really put a damper into what it is they've been trying to build here with, uh, with the defensive core. So we'll keep an eye on that. There's not really anybody left-handed, any left-hand D uh, down in Syracuse. I mean, look, they don't have the organizational depth on the blue line as it is. You know, once you get past, uh, you know, seven or eight, maybe nine on the depth chart, and, and on the left-hand side, even, you know, it's even it's even less. You know, is Sean Day, is Sean Day your, you know, your number four left-hand shot D? Saw a little bit of time up here last year. You know, Darren Radish is having a fantastic year for Syracuse uh, offensively. I think he's one of the top scorers in the AHL, actually, this year. But he's a right-hand shot. You know, Philippe Myers is down there as well. He's a right-hand shot. Uh, Trevor Carrick, I believe, is a lefty. But uh, is he your number four on the depth chart? Well, number five, I guess you'd have to say, if you go beyond Hedman, Cole, Sergachev, and Fleury. You know, so we'll see th- where things stand. But, uh, you know, if that's the case, you'll... I guess we'll have to uh, expect a Hayden Flurry. We'll see more ice time here down the stretch and, and kind of see where things go. So just just keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed. Keep an eye on the website uh, for any stories uh, involving that situation. Again, lightninginsider.com is the website. If you're not a subscriber, I encourage you to do so. I know I'm probably you know talking on the choir here, but... If there's somebody new listening to the podcast, you know, I love what I do, but I need support to make it happen. And that support comes from basically subscribers to my website. Uh, So if you're not a subscriber to my website, you want to support my work, you want to read stories and insight about this team from the most experienced reporter on this beat then I encourage you to sign up at lightninginsider.com and I'll even give you a $10 off code if you just use podcast 
when you sign up, that's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Just put that in the coupon code box. When you do sign up, and I'll give you $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. It's only $40 a year. Uh, It's not much, uh, but the more subscribe to the site, the more support I get, and that keeps me around longer doing what I do because I love what I do. Don't forget about the pregame skate show. Me and Bobby the Chief Taylor. It's one hour before every game, home and away. For home games, we are live from the Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. One hour, again, before games. Uh, We're out there, so you can come by and say hi before you go into the game. Uh, road games, it's uh, you know one hour as well on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2. If you have an HD-capable radio or on the TuneIn Network, just search for Lightning Radio 24-7, and you can always catch the stream um, of everything from the Lightning there. That's the new home, the streaming home for Lightning Radio. So you can find it there. Uh, every Wednesday, I join uh, Jay Retcher and Zach Blobner on 95.3 WDAE. Most days it's at 2.10. I have a doctor's appointment uh, this Wednesday, so it'll be an hour earlier at 1.10. Um, you know, if you want to listen to me there for uh, a segment with the guys. And uh, the last call after road games, so the Lightning are back on the road here coming up soon. Uh, so I'll be on uh, not only the pregame skate show with Chief for Saturday's game in Montreal, but also the postgame show, the last call. It'll be me and Greg Lanelli um, on the last call for that. So, again, that's also on a 102.5 The Bone uh, locally here in the Tampa market as well. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for me. Again, check out the story on Braden Point's spectacular goal. A lot of insight, a lot of good stuff coming out of the Lightning locker room on that one. And uh, we'll check in again after Thursday's game uh, against Columbus to close out this six-game homestand. I hope everybody is having a great holiday season, and we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.